Sorry about my tardiness. Okay. I just wanted to, the last topic on the, the topic of davening. I just want to talk about a few things which Chazal, different ideas that Chazal gave us to uh, sort of create the atmosphere and set the, t- set the tone for davening, that we, we enhance our davening. Uh, so I'll talk about many different ideas about, about, about tefillah, how to do it properly, and each one in some way enhances the, the, the mice tefillah that we're doing. So let's talk about a few of them. Um, I have a, have a sheet over here about, about 25 of them. Uh, I just want to talk about a few of them. So in Seth's Brachas, the Morris says that tefillah should be samaklamitosei. Which, which the Gemara is clear in the Gemara that it means that when a person wakes up, it should be the first thing that he does. He shouldn't be involved in other things before before davening. So a person shouldn't be Oisik Bitzrochov. So that's in the first pack of Brachas. The Gemara says it's an issue to be Oisik Bitzrochov. In the second pack of Brachas, the Gemara says it's an issue to be Oisik Bitzrochov before you daven. There's an issue to be Yetzeladerek before you daven. There's an issue to be give Shalom to somebody else before you daven. So besides the concern that a person, we're afraid that a person will get distracted and get involved in something else and forget the daven, which that is also a problem. But besides that, the idea is that the first thing a person does in the day is that they 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 they, they daven. That the first thing they do is you ju- you wake up in the morning and you set or set the tone for the day. My first thing to do that I talk to Kaddish Baruch Hu. And then the Gemara says again, again the more brachas the more says that a person should enter into the shul. He should enter in at least two doorway doorways width. Don't stand by the door looking like you want to run out. There's, you know, some of you picture that some of you might have a picture of a fellow you know in shul who seems to be always the first guy out of the door at the end of davening, right? There's that guy, you know, that he's sort of like he's got the makom kabua by the door and he's always the first guy out, right? So Chazal, we're clearly discouraging that. Do not make a statement to yourself or to others that you want to not be here. That's an that, that's an attitude issue. I, I, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to be doing. So don't stand by the door. Physically, you need to set a set of tone that you that you're here and you're happy to be here. You enjoy being here. I think the modern version of this, um, you know, the halach is the halacha, but the concept is there's the people who um, they sort of wander. They're in a davening, they're out of davening. Um, they come. They they sort of don't feel settled in, the, in in davening. Now, certain people have ADD, and that's just the way they are. They can't sit still. I had a time with a very, very tremendous davener, but the guy had ADD to the wazoo, and, you know, just sitting still for him was uh, was not easy. So he walked around during davening and said, I don't have a problem with that. You know, he used to pace back and forth. But when it, but he was davening. He was, clearly, he was seri- seriously davening. Okay, the Gemara says, that a person is a mission in Brochus and in the Mesetas Ovis, that a person should, who makes Tfilosa Keva and Tfilosa Tachanunin. Now, this is a very powerful, this is a halacha concept, which is brought down, the, the Bir Halacha talks about this. A person has to be very careful in this concept. Some people daven because they have to daven. I once had a conversation with the Balabas, and he asked him, How was your davening? He says, I don't understand the question. I asked, well, how was your davening? Did you feel good about your davening? Did you feel connected? Did you, was it something which was interesting to you or not? He says, I daven because I have to daven. Right? I, there's, it wasn't that he was feeling connected to the tefillah. The tefillah was impacting him in some way. 
He's davening because the Allah says he has to daven. So the real Allah brings that according to the, the Bach, if a person would daven like that, they would be not be Yerte Tefillah. That's called being Oise Tefillah Keva. Tefillah Keva means it's a Kamur the Gazak three times a day. I get up and I daven. And I say the words, and I say them nicely, and I think what the words mean, etc. But the motivation for davening is because the Allah says you have to daven. So this is a fascinating idea. We talked to touch on this a little bit. Tefillah should be something which comes out of the depths of a human being talking to his creator. If you have to picture the idea that you have an opportunity to walk into the Melech and ask for what you need for yourself and for others that, that are important to you, and you say, well, you know, I came because, you know, like that was the, the rabbi said I had to come. Like, you know, the king would not be very happy with you. You have an opportunity to present yourself to the king, and you basically say, I'm not interested in being here. I really couldn't care less. But since the rabbi said I have to come, I came. So you've, you've, you've totally missed the point. So the, 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 the Bach says that you're not your tzitzvila if you do that. The Bira Lachan says you have to be very careful about this because according to some poskim, according to the Bach, you're not your So you can't go back because according to some poskim, you're You need to go back according to the Bach because maybe you weren't your And he takes this, the, the, the sheet of the Bach so strongly that he's really concerned that maybe you're not your tzitzvila. A person who's tzitzvila to Kevin. Now, you know, we, I think we all grapple with this. There's days when, you know, you're not really connecting to the davening. You're just doing it because that's, you know, what you're supposed to do, you know. You're supposed to daven three times a day. Why? Because. If the answer, the reason why I'm down three times a day is, is because you were, we're touching into this concept of Oyster Tulasa Keva. So Mr. Sharma says that how do you counterbalance this? So Mr. Sharma says that before you start davening, and that's one of the next ones that, that we're going to talk about, that a person has to have some time before davening. If davening starts at 7.45, a person should not be starting davening at 7.45. A person should not be rolling in at 7.45 because besides the fact that you need to say brachas and you need to put on, on tefillin and maybe talus, right? You're already behind if you're starting at 7.45. But besides that, a person needs some time to get into the mood, to get into the mode. What am I doing now? A person should contemplate the schus, what it means to talk to them, to the source, and try and do that. The Rabbi Rucham writes that the, 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 the challenge is, Shachas is a challenge, Minuch is even a bigger challenge. So if you see Bachar, it's less of a challenge, but for a person who's in, in the work, working world, it's the middle of his work day, he has to sort of like put that all aside, get his mind into the world of Tefillah. So we say Asher beforehand. And the, the, we start Asher, which really the, the capital is Tehillah David, but we add in Asher, Yeshua Yisecha. So Yeshua Yisecha doesn't mean physically sitting in the, the, the house of a Baruch Hu. A person, the, the word Yeshiva in Lashon Torah doesn't mean physically sitting many times. It means spending time there. It says, the Apostle says, Vateshu Vekodeshu Mimrabim, that um, Kaiso dwelled in Kodesh for many days. So Rashi brings the Chazal, they were there for 19 years. Now it doesn't mean that the people sat in a chair for 19 years and didn't move. Obviously that's not what it means. The Teshu means that they, they were dwelling there, they spent time there. So Asher Yisheh doesn't mean that a person is sitting, in the, in the, it means the person is there. But why do you use Lashon Yeshiva? Yeshiva indicates that you're Kavua there, that you're settled in. There's a person who says you can walk in saying Asherah but you could still smell, as it were, the the, the street on him. He, his, his mind and his thoughts are really still out there. 
So it's a little bit sad that he's saying Ashrei Yosheh Vesecha. Fortunate are those which are being Yosheh in your bias, and he's not really being Yosheh in the bias. He's really he's just like sort of like a, he's like a guest. He's not a he's not a person who's settled here. He's just running in, blowing in, catching his minchum and blowing out. So it's a beautiful thing that the person is mocked with to catch Tefillah's mincha. Um, and this is a sad reality that uh, this individual asked me this question, which Baruch Hashem later in his life became more proficient in, in connecting to his davening. But there was, a, you know, there's people which would be kavua to daven daily, but they did it because they had to. So they never really connected to tefillah. So it's, a, it's like this missed opportunity. This is an opportunity that a person can connect to Kaddish get closer to him, feel that his needs are taken care of, feel more secure in the world, feel, feel more safe, take the, 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 the pressures off of his mind. And instead, it's just saying words and then leaving. Right? It's a very sad thing. Chazal say that a person should not be aimed at so we do not start davening, and this is an issue you, some of you might experience if you've davened in a shul sometimes. You walk into davening, and before davening, the, the crowd was joking around. Now, I like a good joke. Some of you who know me know that I have a, I have a decent sense of humor. Um, and some think that's a joke. But okay, but um, so, but before davening, it's a distraction. Before davening, you want to come in and say, you know, and you hear like these people are joking around, all of a sudden, the brachas. Like, you can't go from that into brachas. You, you want to set, you get into the mode, you get into the zone. Um, there, there's an iser of deeper in the basic Knesset. Now, you're not in the basic Knesset. When this room is built, it was room to be a multi-purpose room and have many functions, so it doesn't have a conditional basic Knesset to it. But um, I remember once I was in Deal, New Jersey for for uh, um, davening, and I davened in a shul. And over there, they're mocked with the zero talking in the building, in the place where the, sh- the shul is, in the room of the shul, the Beit Knesset. There's no dibur. Even not Peshas Tefillah, because the issue of Deber and Beisach Knesset is not Dafka Peshas Tefillah. Beisach Knesset is a place where you don't talk about anything else other than talking to God. And it was fascinating to see that by creating that that, that concept with the room, which Chazal said you should do, you went into a zone when you walked into the room, because this is a room which is miyuchin and special for the purpose of Tefillah. You don't do anything else there but Dafka. So it, 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 it lent, it, it, it added it lent itself to an act of tefillah because the whole, you sort of like go into uh, a, a mode when you walk in because automatically your mind changes. This is the place where all we do is diving, nothing else. Do you understand why Chazal answered deeper in a basic analysis? The reason I was Machbed, the basic analysis, he wouldn't even, wouldn't even talk of learning. That it should be very clear. Now, the word talks about that a person should daven in the place where he learns. And in the base of Medrash, there are many kulas between Hachamim, since in order they shouldn't be mevachal from Torah, they're allowed to sleep there, they're allowed to eat there, etc. But even between Hachamim, in a true base of Medrash, excuse me, in a true base of Medrash, we don't make a tenai in it, 
they're allowed to do all those things, but but they can't stop have they can't stop shmuz. It's a place which is with miyukin for avodas Hashem. So a person can sleep because he needs the person needs strength to keep a person can eat, right? But the person the person needs to have a conversation. He really should step out. But besides the halachic issue, you have to picture what that would do for us. Imagine we, you know, we would be mocked that this place is only used for for for, for learning after dava, nothing else. You would sort of automatically set your mind. Oh, I walked into the the tefila place. You go into a different type of. Uh, Thought process. There's a din of hikon likras elokecha yisrael. It's more on Shabbos. First parak. The person should prepare himself to meet his his God. Hikon loshem hachana. So the more says that the more brings an amur that he would, before he would daven he would put on a nice cloak, and he would daven. So why a nice cloak? Because you you walk you need to set a tone that you're standing in front of a melech. So um, you live in a place where the, the standard is to go barefoot. So sandalim, you know, right? That's called normal. You you would walk into the 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 most chasher people in the country in sandalim. So you could have in sandalim, but since most people that's not the reality, um, they wouldn't walk into the the president's office, the premier prime minister's office, or to an alam gadol. They wouldn't walk into the sandalim. So how can you walk into Kodesh Baruch wearing sandalim? Now the truth is, Rosham doesn't care. You know, you're the same to him whether you're wearing whether you're wearing sandals or wearing shoes, whether you're wearing socks or not wearing socks. But it's a statement. It's a, it's a reminder to us. If if I'm really serious about this, I would never do this in a way which is lacking in the in the full derech heretz to this act that I'm doing right now. I I need to prepare myself. I need to designate something. That this is a beggar which is miyuchet for tefillah. There's a concept of lachol beggar miyuchet tefillah, which we mentioned. That's why some people we some people wear a gargle, some people wear a hat, which is primarily used just for tefillah purposes, whether it's um, davening, benching, etc. So there's a concept of beggar miyuchet tefillah, which uh, there's besides beggar miyuchet tefillah, the person has to look presentable. You're walking into the melech machim lachim. You need to look presentable. So more says he would prepare himself. He would, you know. Um, so everybody has their, their tolerance level. Um, maybe maybe I'm old-fashioned. For example, just give an example, right? Uh, I'm not a, a big fan of people davening untucked. Right? You wouldn't walk into Moshe Feinstein untucked, because even the guy who like you know holds it with shagas or something wrong with being untucked. That all of the all of the he made a sheet out of it. It's you know he he has a big placard. I am the untucked guy, you know, right? And he walks around the whole day talking about how how gishmak is to feel being untucked. But he still wouldn't walk into Moshe Feinstein untucked because with all of your sheets and all your stuff, but you don't walk into Moshe Feinstein untucked. The gadol, you don't walk into the gadol door like that, and we know that. Okay, so what? And the Kodesh Baruch yes, I feel more comfortable. I dive in better. Okay, I understand that. It's a good point. So find a way that you can you can look presentable. He, he comes to his chasna for the pictures, right? Untucked. So maybe he marries a kala who's just as you know as free spirited as he is. But I think for the pictures by the by the chasna he's gonna be he's gonna be tucked in. Right? Maybe during the dancing he'll get untucked. Okay, you know a lot of chasanim get untucked during the dancing. So he will he will badafk untuck himself. Okay, very nice. 
but what what does it mean that you're 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 he goes on his you know on on the, for his first interview you know right he wants to get the job and see so walks in wearing his nice suit untucked right tell me about it he's not gonna do that right so we understand that there's a derech eretz on our end we show derech eretz by looking presentable so Chazal were conveying this in halacha. That a, that the person has has to be possessed, dressed appropriately for tefillah. So we, one of the questions we talk about does the person have to wear a hat for davening? So mitzad hilchas hat in America? No. Once upon a time, it, it, the person wasn't considered fully dressed without a hat. So then he would have to daven with a hat because you have to be fully dressed. But nowadays that's not so. Okay. So arguably, so I hear that. But you still have a concept of a beggar. There still should be a separate, special beggar that you put on for tefillah. So the hat could be that could be that item. So that's the concept of hikon, of hikon prepared. There are multiple gemorahs about trying to visualize where you are, the person should visualize himself as if, as if, as if he's in the Kaddish Kedoshim. The person should visualize as if the Shekhinah is in front of him. A person should picture himself in Yerushalayim. A person should lower his, his himself and leave the Shemayim as if he's up in the heavens. Right? We're trying, all these, point to all these Chazals, which are brought down in Halacha, so not just Musr, they're Halacha concepts, is to try and generate in our minds a focus, trying to generate in our minds a way of seeing davening as something unique and extraordinary and experiencing what, what davening has to offer. Um, the more it says that a person should give stalka before davening. There's a there's a person that the, the when you come to daven, your tzedakah that you've given, the tzedakah that you've done, should be going beforehand. It should be like leading as a as a schus for you. Um, so uh, I don't know there's a, I'm hoping that there's a pushka there uh, situation. A person can put some money in the pushka. Now where do you put the money in the pushka? So the result says you put it in during Vayibarach Dovid. Um, that when you say the, you say the words Oshir, so you say it, you put it in over there. But the the, the Pashas of the halachas, you put it in before chakras, before the whole davening starts. A person should uh, get out of the, the the mindset and the mode that's about me. So I'm I'm worried about others. I'm care I care about others. I'm there to be native to others, and from that mindset, I can then daven for others. I can I can see the world through the eyes of a person who's it's not about me. Um, Avinu was the first person that, that through his thought process, he was he was a phenomenal philosopher. We don't think of a Romino as a philosopher, but he was sat and contemplate. And came to the recognition of Kodesh Baruch Hu's presence on his own, through his thought process. That's that's pretty good philosophy. He's a pretty good philosopher, isn't that? Avraham Avinu was also, see, he became the Rosh Amin in his Lushen, with the, the, the fortune say he's the, 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 the the leader, the primary one of the Meminim. We also know that he was the Mura Chesed. 
So seemingly that Avramino had two elements in him, which are both true, but they're not necessarily connected. He was a, a tremendous maimon and a tremendous balchesed. Um, but that's strange to understand like that that we should see that he has two such primary elements, and they're totally totally se- separated from each other. They're not relevant one to the other. So what do the Amuna and Chesed have in common? They have in common as a person who he, he's not the, not the center of the universe. He's not, the focus is not on himself. The focus is outward on the people around him. What, what are their needs? What, what, what do they want? How can I help them? And he's aware of people's needs. Such a person will notice the Kodesh presence in the Briyat. The, the Stabla writes that one of the biggest impediments to Amuna, which we'll talk about as we talk about Amuna, is Gaiva. But it's, besides Gaiva, it's the, it's the point of the self-focus. So one of the challenges of Bakrhood is that, that being a Bakr is a time, it's, it's formative years, where a person really has to take his personal growth into strong consideration. But he's laying a foundation for the rest of his life. But like everything in Yiddishkeit, you need a balance. So, you know, I've had Bacharim over the years, not necessarily from our, our yeshiva, but other yeshivas, etc. You know, let's say they had a question about a chabrusa. So, the standard answer, most mashkichim would say that you have to take, you have to find a chabrusa which is good for you. So, you with a chabrusa, you know, he's not such a great chabrusa. If you dump him, nobody's going to take him. And it's a shikel chesed for you to stay with him. Or you can get a better chabrusa, you can dump him and get a better chabrusa. So, oh, what you do? Chayachakayim. You know, so dump the guy and hold whatever happens. It's tough luck. It's not your responsibility. And find the good chumrus for yourself. Let, for example, right? The problem is, because I'll say that when a person is mocked on, on this concept of chayecha kardman, too many times, the person ends up being impoverished himself. So it doesn't necessarily mean that that chayecha kardman, the pshat is the person, what it means is at some point, He's losing out because his focus is on himself. You can't live in this world and be focused on yourself. We'll talk about Chesed Hashem. But to be able to re- re- connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu, when relate to Kaddish Baruch Hu, when you become, you become the focus. So what do you do as a Bacher? So uh, the person has to find some opportunities to help others, whether it's through learning or through davening for them, through helping out physically, you know, or, or around, whatever it comes. Whatever those type of things, but the person. Now I'm busy learning. It's, I, I I need the shtag. You know, it's it's when we were in tells, the expectation was every bacher in the base medrash learned with a bacher from the high school, six days a week. Sunday through Thursday and on Shabbos. For free. Uh, so it wasn't like a paid old chabrus. It was you having a chayas to learn with somebody younger than you. The younger light were were expected. Everyone. Was expect, were expected to go, and they had a night program for Balabat, and to go and give Sherman learn Chabrusas in the night program. You had to be trained so that be aware of the idea that you have to think about others. Well, that person who has taken himself out of the center of the universe notices the Kosh in the center. So the idea of giving Stoka before davening is a very powerful thing because it takes the focus off of ourselves. You know, I have a lot of things that I need. I'm going to daven to the and ask for what I need. Well, Stop for thinking about you for a second. There's people out there who have who need, who need. 
and and what can I do for them? Oh, so I'm focusing on how I can focus outward on those people's needs. Okay, I want to do one more. Um, it says Chassidim Rishonim used to wait before and after davening. So before davening, we sort of get you know. Now Chazal say that they waited Shachas. Um, that's a very long time. We should at least wait a few moments before you start davening. Um, but what was the, what was the after davening thing? So if a person davens and and connects to the davening, you know he feels that, that he was aware of Hashem's Baruch presence. He felt he was able to to, da- to say the words properly. He felt he was able to add his own personal bakashas. He felt that he was able to really communicate. Um, connect to the davening. How can you run away after that? You need like sort of to like absorb. Like, what was that? What did I feel like? What did it mean to me? So I can sort of like compartmentalize in my head that concept. That I can go back to that again in the future. Oh, I know what it means to feel like the real davening. So a person can't run out of the davening. Um, and it is brought down that a person should not just run out of the davening. A person should sort of like leave slowly. Like you don't, you don't want to leave. But this is, a, this is a totally different concept. That after davening, they would sit down for an hour and just sort of like come back down from the levels that they reached and sort of absorb into themselves what they've... So we were talking about this at the beginning. The goal of davening is, is, to, is, is to have the words mean something to you. The goal of davening is to have the words speak to you. Well, davening is that you should feel changed from a davening from the beginning to the davening to the end of the davening. You should feel like a different person. In some way, the, the Shemonestre or other parts of the tefillah spoke to you. Okay, I think that's enough for now. Next week, Moshe Shabbos, Moshe Shabbos,